So yeah, as I was saying, we're um, we're just coming off. We're July five. Yesterday was July fourth, and uh, the blessing that is received in the freedom in civil rights, you know, from a country is one thing, and we can experience that freedom. But when we're expressing the blessing that we're describing, when it comes from the Lord, it's a whole nother thing. It's unmerited, undeserved favor of the Lord, and you can't earn it, you can't work for it, and it's good for us to remember that, because then we remain thankful. You see, in a thankful heart, it leads to a place of peace, leads to a place of patience, it leads to those characteristics that are godly when we're thankful. Living thankful is one of the most important things to be happy. You notice the people that are not thankful are not happy. You just think about it, the folks that you know that are only happy when they get what they want are not often very thankful for what they do have. You think about it? So the folks that are only happy when they grab hold of what they feel they deserve or that they need are only happy at that time. But you look at the rest of their lives, they're unthankful for what they already have. And it's like, buddy, have you seen what you already have? You know, we're talking about visiting children at the House of Hope. Some have passed away. And then we talk about these amazing miracles that God has done. One of the greatest things that I find in that place as a father is when we go to pray with a father or a mother and they have this thankful spirit about them. While we're praying for their child who's going through literal hell and they're watching their child day in and day out. And when we have just that one moment when we pray with them and the joy and the thankfulness in their heart because we're connecting with them in faith. And I'm like, wow, it challenges me to go, why don't we count our blessings? Why don't we be thankful for what God has already given us? You know, if anybody has an excuse to look at the, the other side of the world or to look at Henry and go, well, you're not going through this, so I'm going to be angry at you. You're, you don't understand. Your child's not going through this problem. Your child doesn't have stage four cancer. How dare you talk to me? <clears throat> but the majority of the time when we're there, they're saying, yes, please, thank you. Desperation leads to like, they're like, look, I will grab hold of anything. And actually, you think in our lives, we need to have that understanding that, you know what? Each and every day is a gift, not from our civil society, not from the liberties given to us by a nation. If you're an American, say, because it's July 4th, but because God's blessing is on his people. You know, the unmerited favor of the Lord, His goodness and mercies are following us. And uh, that's why it's so important to just lay hold of that. And it says this in Psalm 33, verse 12. What joy for the nation. We are a nation, one nation under God. That's the statement in the U.S. But actually, truthfully, as believers, we are one people under God, right? Doesn't matter you're Filipino, British, American, Chinese... We are one people under God, one Father. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose God is the Lord, who sits high on the throne, who really is the Lord, not just our Savior, but our Lord. That means that He presides with His authority, that we live in accordance to His law. You see, we experience liberty. A nation without rule is a complete mess. Everybody does anything that they want. And you notice what happens? It's chaos. You see, God brings 
clarity. God brings guidelines for what? So that we could live in freedom. So we could truly be everything God has created us to be. And then I love this. So the other half of that verse 12, it says this, <clears throat> whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. Just listen to that. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. You think, man, we are a chosen generation, you know, and we think, man, today, let's remain thankful. It's great to hear these testimonies of God's faithfulness. And we're seeing that. And so to know that God's blessing is on us is a great place to work faithfully. So what does that look like practically today? First of all, it's in a place of being in God. That's where this begins, because you know that we are his chosen people. We are his inheritance. So wherever you are right now, it's the perfect place to be. How can you be sure of that? Because we are God's chosen people. And you have declared that God is the Lord in our nation, in our hearts. So we have security that where you are, the scenarios that you're in is here if you proclaim that Jesus is Lord over your life. If you, if you believe that, then whatever circumstance or mountain or Goliath you're facing, either internally or externally, you know that God has chosen you and that you will walk in that joy because you have put him first, right? So it's a place of being. It's a place of being thankful. It's a place of being faithful. Now here's the outworking <coughs> of this revelation for today, for our lives to go forward. You know, we pray for folks with sickness. So then what do we do? We share, we connect, we link our shields of faith. So, <clears throat> but it comes from a place of what? Being content. Contentment speaks of trust. So it comes from a place of being in joy, not just happy, 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 but true joy. Joy is a strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. See, joy isn't just about walking around with a smiley face, right? Although that's nice. It's better to always think, let me make sure that the face I give isn't a face of doom, but a face of happiness. We want to overflow in the presence of the Lord. So the, if the joy of the Lord is our strength, being in strength, being in joy, be in. So when we understand that we are God's people, His chosen people, then what you got to do is put that truth in perspective with whatever you're facing. So you, you look at life right now. <clears throat> Every one of us has a faith journey individually. We have our faith mountains that we want to be cast into the sea, right? Our faith goals, right? And there's a faith goals that are individual, and then there are faith goals that are corporate. So it starts in your family. We all have goals for our family, outside of goals for ourselves, right? Then we have goals for our co-workers, our brothers and sisters, the vision that God has given here, us here as a tribe for the Philippines, etc. But we need to face that with the right understanding and the right state of being, not doing. We are in Christ first, then out of that overflow, we start to do, right? And... Uh, so today I want to challenge us in our, how are we being faithful in all the works that God has given us? How are we being 
content in the task God has given us, in the place God has placed us. And it starts by this. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord. You need to put Jesus as Lord over every area. That's our foundation. Because the joy comes when we put Him on the throne. Right? And then we know that what happens when we do that is we are then His chosen ones. His chosen inheritance. To call us an inheritance is kind of wild. Right? But we are His chosen people. And so as we go about today, meditate on this scripture and say, God, are you truly Lord over that circumstance? Are you truly Lord over that part of my heart, over that part of my mind? Am I putting God as Lord if I want to walk in joy, which is strength? Right? And as one of the pillars of the evidence of the kingdom, Joy, righteousness, peace, and joy. Those are evidences of the kingdom. Joy is a place of war because it's a place of strength. So the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when you're looking at that circumstance, can you dance in front of it? Can you declare that I am strong even though I'm physically weak about this or mentally weak or my heart is aching? The place to do that the way to get to that is to make sure that Jesus is Lord, sitting on the throne on that part of your life. You see, when God is seated on his throne, everything is in order because he is king. Everything comes into place. Now, if God isn't seated in that throne, like I said, if you look at civil society in all of history, when there is no law and order. See, the world says you don't need to follow laws. Everybody should be able to do what they want. Have you ever seen what happens to a child that does not get given any clear direction? They're wild and they're crazy. And you're like, man, that's an unruly child. Same with an adult. If we're not given clarity from the Lord, then we'll get clarity from somewhere else. And our identity then gets shaped. Then our circumstances, the fruit of those things, are not what the Lord intends for us. God wants us to be in strength, in joy. God wants us to be in content in Him, to being fruitful, to multiply. God says, for you to multiply, to grow, you have to start with this place of lordship. And then he says, as my inheritance, you will walk in the fullness as an heir of the throne. But it starts in this place. So is God Lord over all of those areas of your life? Whatever God is highlighting right now. And if he isn't, it's a simple thing. One, repent. Say, God, I'm sorry that I have not made you Lord. I've made that circumstance, that thing, that struggle, that battle, even though I can give you a thousand reasons why it's there, not single one is a reason for it to be an idol. Because that's what it is. If you raise it up, anything you raise above the Lord is an idol. It can be a fear, a lie. But if you meditate on that, it could be a circumstance. Are you making a circumstance larger than God? Well, then it becomes an idol. God said, look, blessed, what joy for the nation whose God is the Lord. Break that down. Is God the Lord? Is He reigning in every area of our lives, in my heart, in my mind? And I'm not just talking about the weak areas. How about the strong areas where you feel like you're good? Is God Lord there? Because if you don't, knowledge puffs up and you end up falling in your face. It, that becomes an idol. But today I'm talking about battles. 
Because if the joy of the Lord is our strength, what do you need in a battle? Strength. You can't come into the battle weak. So how do you cultivate joy? How do you cultivate joy? By meditating on who you are. We are inheritances. We are a chosen people. We be first before we do. We are being in God. Stay there. Cultivate faithfulness. Be full of faith about these things and put God first. Say, are you Lord? And really question that. And I can guarantee you that the joy will come. That means the strength, the power with which to overcome. God said, I've given you everything you need. I am a new creation, no longer in condemnation. Be there first. You know, you look at that circumstance and say, God, I need you to be king. Because I want to live in accordance to your law and your order. Because only then, when I'm submitted to that, am I truly free? Am I truly everything you've called me to be? Which is your inheritance. Which is then to walk out in that inheritance. So let's live in the liberty, the freedom that God has given us by putting him first. By raising up the standard and saying, I am under God. I'm one nation under God. I'm one person under God, part of one body connected to the vine. He's the head. I'm the branches. Do you know? In every area of our lives. And the, and the worst battlefield is in our mind, right? And that's why it says you put on the mind of Christ. How do you do that? By being in God. By stilling oneself. <clears throat> being. Be in Him. Be content. Be faithful. So the practical outworking is in that being what? What has God put in your hand today? What's God put in front of your face today? Are you being faithful there? Are you being faithful there when nobody else is looking? And that's practical. You see, these little things is where God brings that joy, that strength. When we know, we can close our eyes and go to bed at night and go, I've done everything faithfully before the Lord today. I didn't need my brothers and sisters' approval. I certainly didn't need them to be around to encourage me to be faithful before the Lord because I'm doing everything as worship unto him because that's when you know that he is God that's when you know you see if you're doing things to please a man a person that's when you realize he isn't God is that does that make sense that's a really easy way to determine where your heart is at am I only being faithful when I'm around certain people big question that's difficult right because then you can go, I can tell you immediately, or you can tell yourself immediately, God is only God when it's convenient. But actually, I'm operating and putting man as an idol or putting myself as an idol, whatever it is. So let's be faithful before the Lord in everything we are doing and being today. And out of that, the joy is coming. It's an outworking. It's a, it's a liberty that we can live in. We live in freedom. In the presence of God, there is freedom, right? No, long, no more fear, no more condemnation. But He must be Lord. And that's the struggle. That's the daily battle. That's the subduing of the flesh. The flesh being the worst part, being this smudgy bit inside your skull. The brain, the thinking. And it starts from the heart. That's what determines our thinking, you know? So let's be encouraged. I'm going to read that. What joy for the nation, the people of God, whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. Amen.